Hello and welcome back to Evolve Music. On today's episode, I catch up with Ben Simmons. We talk perfectionism, pressure and Pinterest. I hope you enjoy. Hi. Hello. Hiya, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Oh, there we go. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I'm good, thanks. Oh, it's yeah. a long time since we've like kind of worked with us, like a year since Your Aligning Fires came out. Literally, it's been a heck of a long time, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah but it's good because there's been so much happening so uh yeah I'm really thankful for it I'm excited to like get into all of that because obviously your aligning fires like EP recently reached like 10k streams um yeah so it's uh that was a couple months ago now I've got to double check but I think the whole record um has reached about 200k <gasps> I think. oh my god yeah. I'm, honestly I'm just double checking now hold on um, my friend normally keeps up with it. Yeah, 225,000. <laughs> just a modest, you know, just couple, wild, of, couple of hundred yeah. thousand. Yeah, it's I never thought I'd see anything like that in my life. So that's, yeah, again, really thankful for that. Yeah. How, how does it feel to, like, see your music and, like, part of who you are be recognised? Yeah, it's been surreal, um, to be fair, because this is all I've really wanted since I was, like, quite young. Um, so now it's kind of happening and um, not just with that record as well with like other stuff that I've been releasing too um, and hopefully future stuff too then um, yeah then I'm kind of like on track for whatever's next kind of thing so yeah really excited and happy for it. And did you recently release a, a single was it a single called Sober? Yeah that's the one yeah Sober um, so the label that I'm with currently have picked that up as well and um, it's showing the same kind of love uh, like worldwide which is great I think that's on like 80,000 so um yeah it's <laughs> it's pretty cool yeah like a year like how do you think everything with your music career has changed like in a year and a half um so it's it's been quite a roller coaster it's been quite rapid um just in terms of like um like streaming services um because when I got signed a couple of months back um they just wanted to focus on DPS which is digital providing services and which I was completely happy with and um, they just wanted to focus on building an audience for me and that's exactly what I conveyed in the zoom calls that we had back and forth um so it kind of just worked out and um I've started picking up audiences like across the pond you know like um australia states um london's kind of blown up a little bit as well which is nice um so I'm, again like statistically i'm i'm showing everywhere which is quite nice um and not just like the uk anymore which is really cool and yeah hopefully it kind of like picks up even more and there's the only way is up really um yeah there's just bigger and better things to kind of just pursue now which is which is fantastic because it's just opened the doorway um to, to bigger and better things yeah what did you do if you like went to Australia and you were recognised? Like people came up to you and were like, oh, gosh, you've been to America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. I've thought about that because I think um, at the minute Sydney is one of the biggest cities for it. Like a couple of thousand listeners over there. And it would be really cool um, just to kind of like go over there, like just in general, because I've never really been to Australia. And yeah, to, just to kind of like maybe have that as well. That would be like an icing on the cake kind of thing. Um, but that's what I'd like to strive towards, you know, getting bigger and getting better and um, bettering myself in every kind of song that I write and um, every production and things like that. It just gets better because yeah, I'm a perfectionist, uh, which can be good. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just kind of like getting bigger and taking those steps, you know, it's climbing up this massive staircase and it's just one step at a time, pretty much. 
And I feel yeah. like even when you get to the top, you'll find more stairs and like but <laughs> keep improving. Cause I, I feel like that's the thing yeah. with perfectionism. You're like, oh, I don't, I've done that, but like I want to do it this way and I want to do it like this and I want to get it better, better and better. So yeah. it's a constant like workout. But I feel like now that you can see like people mm. in America, people in the in London, people in Australia all listening, you're like, well, they're they're pushing me up this staircase. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. And um, it's always I always stress to people when I talk about things like that that you always have to remember where you came from, of course, as well. Um, because I'm just a kid that came from like Hertfordshire, you know, and started out on an acoustic guitar on a YouTube channel, like probably everyone else did at the same time. Um, so again, you, you start small and you can dream big. And as long as you take those steps and you just work hard for it, um, then hopefully, yeah, you get onto this journey. You just got to have the passion for it, I guess, as well. Yeah. Passions and per, um, perseverance. And yeah. like, from what I remember, like, weren't you learn, like, didn't you find like your mum's old guitar in your attic? And it was like, it had three remaining strings left and you like learned yeah. like a house on it or something. Yeah, that was it. It was rusty as hell. And um, <laughs> it was like it hurt when you played the guitar because that's how rusty the strings were um so yeah i i started with this um this youtube channel that my friend and i kind of made in school and um we kind of did like podcasts and talked rubbish uh, on this this channel for like a good couple of years and um i found my mum's old acoustic guitar in the attic um of our home at the time and I brought it down and it was battered and beaten and worn. And that's when I found out that she used to play when she was a kid as well, which was quite nice. And uh, I took this guitar into my room and I sat in front of the camera and I recorded Lego House, like an Ed Sheeran cover. And I said to my friend who I was running the podcast with, I was like, can I, can I put this on the channel? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. she was like, yeah, man, go for it. And he was like, cool, cool, cool. So I started there and like that is that is like a, that's a lifetime ago but that's kind of where it picked up um like way before that I had a couple of guitar lessons on this like um electric guitar that my granddad gave me um but at the same time I was I was at the age where I wasn't kind of interested as much you know when you kind of figure out what you kind of want to do at ages like that and that at the time didn't really interest me so I waited a year after I stopped the lessons, I waited a year and then that's when I found my mum's acoustic guitar and I picked it back up again and then it kind of just steamrolled from there. Like a, like a sign. I feel like if you've got like a family connection to it, it's like, oh, well, let's see what I can do with it. Like, yeah. are you, are you, would you say you're from like quite a musical family then? With um, kind of, yeah. I mean, like uh, aspiration wise, I think my granddad is always up there with... Um, giving me kind of the opportunity to start playing because he was the one that gifted me my first <clears throat> ever guitar. Um, so yeah, like I grew up with a lot of influences from my granddad's side, um, my mum's side and, and my dad's as well, like listening to Eagles, Genesis, Phil Collins, all of like the classics, um, you know, Led Zeppelin and ACDC were my granddad's favourites and stuff. So um, yeah, I kind of grew up with like the rock kind of vibe, the country rock and the pop and stuff. And then when it came to um, after school, actually, I didn't really develop my own taste until college uh, when I studied the performing arts. Um, so that's when I picked up the singer songwriter kind of like vibe and stuff. And um, that's when Ed Sheeran came into it. And then it just developed and developed and developed until uni. And then that's when I started writing properly. Um, I wrote my first EP in my halls. And then that's when kind of like I listened to a lot of the blues at the time as well. Um, so that's where that comes with and then it's just this massive infusion of folk blues pop and all of this kind of like contemporary stuff that just comes into it so 
yeah <laughs> it's a bit of a mash but it's quite nice an eclectic mix I feel like when yeah. you do have a combination of lots of like genres it appeals to more people and like it just expresses like the colors of someone's soul like I think you like we all have our favorite genres but I don't think I'd be as rigid to say oh like punk is my favorite or like I only listen to pop or something like that I feel like we're all a combination of sound and to be able to portray that to others and then to have yeah. other people listen I, I really like that. I never really thought about it like that before. Um, but yeah, when someone says, what genre are you? It's like, uh oh, <laughs> I'm going to have to list Because I list my favourite genres, but then I list the genres that I feel like I am at the same time. But then when people hear me, they think, oh, but there's a bit of indie in there. And then there's a bit of alternate as well. So I'm like, that's fantastic. So I'm kind of like a, a mashup of all of these things, which is really nice. Because again, music is subjective at the end of the day. So people can hear differently to what other people think. So yeah, I really dig that as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's like all our ears are quite like unique. Like whereas like there's be, there'll be one sound playing, but we'll all hear it slightly differently. Yeah, yeah. I really <laughs> like that too. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I love it. So you said that you're a bit for a perfectionist. Do you ever feel like you put too much pressure on yourself to um provide perfection when perfection's sort of like an impossibility because we're always changing <laughs> yeah all the time like um I've always been like it I think since I was was young but it's not a bad thing either I think it's just um you want to prove yourself through every song you write and every song that you um kind of like produce um with with your producer and, and stuff like that um but my producer it like gets me like the the guy that produced my Aligning Fires EP and Sober, he goes by the name Audio Junkie. And I met him through um, a mutual friend of ours a couple of years ago. And um, he just, you need some, especially if you have someone to produce for you, um, you definitely need that connection. I think like me and I, like him and I are best mates now. And um, as well as like, he, he knows what is in my head <laughs> when it comes to that stuff. Because when I was in school, for example, I found it really difficult to get what was up here onto paper. Um, so I was more kind of creative instead of academic in school. Um, now it's kind of a, a big balance between both, which is quite nice. Um, but he seems to get what's up here it, onto, onto like um, the computer and stuff. And um, yeah, it's really nice to have that connection with people. Cause I mean, at the minute, for example, I'm writing some new stuff and it's, it's different. It's a bit different to what I'm used to, but it's still me, which is kind of nice. And um, so I'm playing it on the acoustic and stuff, but then in my head, I've got the actual version of it. So it's not going to be plainly acoustic based. So I'm a tech, it sounds awful, but I'm technically writing two songs at the same time, which is really weird because one's in my head, one's playing live um so yeah <laughs> it's again it sounds a bit of a mess and it kind of is at the minute so I need to kind of flatten it out but I think that's the beauty of music in general and um how it's all being subjective and, and things like that you know people can perceive things differently um so yeah mental <laughs> I mean the fact that you've like you're playing a version of it live and then I feel like as you're listening to it you're like okay well maybe I could change it to this and this mm -hmm. yeah like that sounds like there's a lot going on so it's good that like you sort of have that relationship that's like you can navigate yourself in a sense and then make it yeah exactly um I mean an, an example of, of a song that I've got that's already out that is a is a is a great example of that is Amsterdam um I initially wrote that on guitar 
um, because I'm plainly acoustic um, when I play live. But when I pitched it to my producer, he said, have you ever tried it on piano? And I was like, I, yeah, but I can't play very well, admittedly, not nowhere near as, as, as well as or as confident as the guitar. So it was lockdown, um, so we couldn't really do much uh, at the time. So I sat in front of my piano and I spent a couple of days kind of transposing the song onto piano. And it took a while, but um, I managed to make it work. And then I sent it over to him and I said, what do you think? And he said, perfect. So we, I actually kind of learned piano at the same time or learned the chords on piano to do the studio version. But then when I still play the song live, it's still on on guitar. So I've still got those two versions, which is quite nice. So cool. Yeah. It's amazing that you can like play guitar and piano and then like play the same song, but so that it will sound completely different. So in a sense, they are like it's completely different songs. Yeah, exactly. And with the new stuff, these, these songs, um, they sound completely different in my head then I were to play them live, which is nice because they always sound stripped back and really intimate and really kind of powerful. Um, but the studio versions of them, I've got a lot of plans to make them big and, and bold and full band and stuff, you know, which maybe one day if, if, um, if like I get a backing band together, it'll be kind of nice or, and, and do it like properly maybe. Um, but for now, it's still kind of nice to have those two versions because I've always said to myself that it's nice if people see you live because you get a different kind of, energy and a different kind of vibe um, in comparison to when you show them the studio versions you've got two completely different things and I think that's quite bold and that's quite um, versatile as a music artist as well and I've always appreciated that. It's like you're doing something different as well it's not like oh well here's the studio version here's the live version like they're both pretty much the same which it works it does does work but like having that difference is it's it's more intriguing it's like oh so why like why was that the choice like what was the inspiration behind that and like oh like I like how this sounds so, yeah yeah it's just a nice like combination of like different um yeah. you said that you're like producing or like working on bigger stuff and like bringing out things that are slightly different like mm. why do you think that these new songs are going to be slightly different to your older work like is there something that's like what's the inspiration behind them so um, when I released Sober, for example, uh, it was still me, but it was different. And I, I really liked that, but I was terrified at releasing it because I didn't know what the balance was at the time. <clears throat> like if it was going to be too different and it wasn't going to be my sound or if it was going to still be very me and it would be very samey. Um, luckily, I, I got the balance. I think I got the balance quite well when it came to kind of that difference. Um, but this new stuff is... It's very much if uh, it's it's really hard to explain, but if midnight was a genre, <laughs> um, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. I've been listening to a lot of kind of um, alternate contemporary stuff, um, stuff that you'd listen to when driving down the three, like the highway at three a.m. kind of things, like nighttime kind of music, um, with all the big synths and you know the echo delay guitars and things like that, which are really nice to do. Um, so I've been dabbling in, in that stuff. Like I said, it's all kind of in here. Um, but when I play them live, it's going to be different. So I kind of need to get that balance, but it's nice to have those, um, two completely different sounds meshed into maybe just one song, because then you can, you have more kind of to work with. 
Um, so yeah, the I mean, there's been loads of things that have happened um, this year in general. It's been really busy for me. Like uh, I've moved house as well. I moved out. Um, so like moving in with your friends and stuff, um, you get so much inspiration, and you know your life just gets a hundred percent more social. Um, you know, I'm in I'm in Lincoln now, so I don't have to drive anywhere, which is nice. So I can go to meet friends and have a drink maybe, and then not worry about driving home and stuff like that. So that part of my life has gotten like 100% more busy, which is lovely. Um, so yeah, I've kind of gotten inspiration from loads of things. I've, I went to London a couple of times, a couple of months back um, and just, just two gigs and stuff just to see come, kind of some of my favorite artists play. And um, so much inspiration when I go to gigs in general, like I love it. Most of the time when I come back home, I just write because I just get it out and it's just really nice. Um, even if it's like just poetry or just words, then it's just really nice to kind of do. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a couple of songs that I'm working on at the minute, whether they become a record or they just become singles is kind of a bit hazy because after the Aligning Fires EP, I kind of wanted to just focus on single songs because um, EPs or albums um, as a whole, they take a lot of um, thinking, they take a lot of um, money, they take a lot of you know effort and love which is fantastic, I'm prepared to do that. But I think when you home in on a single song, you can give just as much love, just as much time and effort um, on that one record and then just kind of give it ultimate love and then just send it out and then work on the next one, you know? Um, so I think I might still do that, but then I've kind of got this thing of these four songs kind of work together really well and it's like, oh, fools, <laughs> you know? So I've still got to figure that out, but the at the moment it's kind of just yeah everyday life I think as well I'm thinking very um kind of cinematic like movie type stuff at the minute which is great because um I personally I love films I love movies I grew up on loads and loads of films and um, so writing to film at the minute is kind of fun um and yeah being kind of like that very cinematic aesthetic compiling that into like um 3 a.m highway midnight stuff is just yeah it's just great Again, it's a mess, but I love it. <laughs> I just absolutely love the whole, well, if, it's like if Midnight was a genre, like that to me evokes yeah. of like blues, like it's, it's quite smoky, like jazz, like late night thoughts. And like, there's like some darker elements, like, you know, when you're really like, when you're on your own driving somewhere, like, you're thinking all of these things and, you know, like, like a car, like and you have to be like aware of everything. It's like, you're really deep in this thought, but you've got to, mm you're interrupted by rea reality almost yeah yeah I mean I love Pinterest as well I'm a big <laughs> Pinterest guy so I've got all of these boards that have you know they're like dusk kind of like vibes um I mean dusk is my favorite time of the day anyway it's just unfortunate that it lasts for like 20 minutes you know during the whole day um, but yeah it's really interesting because I don't feel like midnight as a as a kind of like nighttime music has a genre it's just compiled of alternate kind of synth stuff um and you know contemporary stuff i think that's probably the best way to describe it it's just mainstream contemporary um so yeah i've um i've just kind of thought that if that was a genre that's kind of what i'm leaning towards but i'm also bringing my old stuff into it as well because i still want <clears throat> i still want the blues i still want my soul I still want the folk, you know, the acoustic stuff, because that's what made me, me, you know, at the same time. Um, and I don't want to change that. I will never hopefully change that. So, um, yeah, I just kind of want to stay me, but just explore new things at the same time.
Yeah, and it's all it's so exciting. It, honestly, it's great. It's daunting at the same time, but it's 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 really fun. I feel like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like in your songs you kind of expose who you are. But whilst you're exposing who you are, you're also exploring yourself. Like you'll write yeah. it and then be like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that or like this, and like exploring these different elements of who you are and then sharing with people. Like it must be quite daunting. But then when you do see like a crowd of people, it's so reassuring. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, again, a, a great example of kind of me writing to explore who I am and who I was and who I want to be is the Aligning Fires EP. Um, it took two years for me to kind of um, write, produce properly and master, which is a long time. Um, but then I say that it took two years. The songs kind of encompassed 20 years of my life up until that point. So those five songs worked together really well as a record. It went through so many changes. Um, I mean, there were pros and cons during lockdown because I had really time to think about these initial four songs actually that I had. And um, because I had so much time on my hands that I wanted to kind of just write more and see what happens. And then I think, was it three of the songs? Yeah, three of the songs. I think it was Foolish, Wait a Minute and Amsterdam came out of lockdown as well so I kind of was pulling at it and replacing parts and things and then I had five songs to work with and I immediately thought right that's going to be the record um so yeah like that record in general will always be the starting point I think of who I kind of want to be as a music artist um I'd obviously released things previous to that and that's fantastic but I've always wanted to kind of think of that record as the starting point and the start of maybe my career um, as, as my passion of what I want to do. Um, and it's a nice guideline as well, because I can always come back to it and think, right, I, I wrote this this way. How can I write something new now, but taking points from that? Because I've always found myself to be, um, I want to be writing things that perceive to be relatable as well, because that's how people connect with songs. And, um, you know, whether it's about a relationship gone wrong or finding yourself or drinking whiskey at 3am, you know, a lot of people can hopefully relate to things like that because they're very raw and they're very intimate. Um, <clears throat> and I never, I never want to lose that either. Yeah. Connection to yourself, but also to others, because I do feel like people strive to be unique, whereas... I mean, I think everyone is unique in their own right, but I do feel like we have so many shared experiences. And if we just understood each other more, we just realise how similar everyone really is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, there was an example that I played um, the Engine Shed a couple of weeks back um, and I was supporting DB Jones and Kings and Bears. And uh, it was kind of one of the first times this year that was it was quite big in terms of stage. Um, I'd never done the platform stage and it was really fun because I'd done the main stage. I kind of did it backwards. It was really weird. Um, but playing the platform stage in front of all those people was just sublime. And uh, I tried some new things that night as well that went down really well. Um, I actually played my uh, Fender Strat that my granddad gave to me on my 21st birthday for the first time live ever. Um, I'd obviously played it in my room loads of times, but that was the first time that I had a proper setup for it. And I played two of my songs on there that was, it just went really well. And it was like the stars aligned, you know, <laughs> it was one of those moments and it was just lovely. 
And I felt that I connected with a lot of people that night as well. And it showed the next night when I got so many lovely messages um, of just, wow, that was really cool, dude. Like I related to that song, um, Olivia, so well and, and things. And um, that's all I kind of really strive to, to get, I think, at the end of the day, as long as people can um, relate, have a lovely time and just think, wow, actually, that's true. You know, at the end of the day. Um, like growing up with a lot of country music as well on my mum's side um, there's been so many quotes of country music um, whether that you like it or you hate it um, country music is four chords and the truth and it yeah it kind of is um, I, I can't remember where I read that quote it was a long time ago but you're right yeah it is and I think that's all I want to gauge from my sons just the truth yeah I think music is the best way to be honest because you can be completely honest but people will just see it as like a piece of fiction like a piece of just song to listen to but you can just you know say who you are and then like people can either resonate with it or just vibe to it or both yeah exactly yeah I mean I've always wanted to um with my first EP which was Light and Shade um I've kind of had the idea of maybe in the future like remaking that record not the whole thing but just maybe one or two songs on that record um, to have kind of the production value I've got now and all of the times that I've played those songs live. Um, I've got so many other ideas for maybe like an alternate version or a brand new version. And I think that would be pretty cool as well. So that's kind of in my head whizzing around somewhere <laughs> at the same time as well. Like, but, like, everyone, like, like loves um, the song Olivia, which is great. Um, and it was one of my favourite songs to ever write. So maybe in the future that I'd like to kind of remake that song. Why is Olivia like one of your favourite songs? Um, good question. So <laughs> I, uh, well, the first song I ever wrote and properly released was a song called Where We Once Were back in 2015. It was a long time ago. Um, I don't really consider that kind of like the starting point. Like I said, the Aligning Fires EP is, pro is kind of where I want to start with. Um, but after that song, I, it was uh, second year of uni and I'd written... I'd written Olivia um, straight after uh, and uh, like a, it was a kind of like a relationship gone wrong, almost, it was weird. And <laughs> I'd written it, like it was really kind of, um, uh, it was really new at the time, like five minutes after that thing happened, I, I went to my halls and I wrote it and I wrote it all in one sitting. Um, and again, all of like these influences, like the blues I'd been listening to at the time, they kind of jumped in and was like way you know let's write a song kind of thing um so I ended up writing that song in my halls um in yeah it was like a, I don't know it was like 11 o'clock at night or something um but yeah the the kind of thoughts and feelings were really fresh at the time so it kind of just rolled off the tongue it was really easy to write and stuff and um it was again it was daunting because I was used to just the acoustic guitar just a folk kind of vibe but this was kind of like a bit of attitude you know um like singing this song and I was like actually I think I'm onto something here so that was kind of like a moment where I thought right here we go this is the genre that I want to go with um and that that song holds a lot for me as well and it's nice that loads of people relate to it too um whether that be in the sound or the lyrics um either way it's it's great yeah it's a like vital piece of who you are as like a musician I think that maybe like this is this kind of moment like mapped out your mm -hmm. music career in a way. Yeah, pretty much, like, yeah. Out of all the songs you've written, which is like, well, what are your like most 
favorite lyrics or most yeah like most meaningful lyrics to you oh, I love that question it's great um so Olivia coming back to it I I think that song is about someone who I uh encountered at uni and we had kind of had a thing going but <clears throat> it didn't work out for for whatever reason it was um so I think one of the uh in the pre-chorus there's a lyric that states I'd rather be with a lion than a siren and it just rolls off really well <laughs> but it's weird because it's like an Eminem thing they, those words don't rhyme but the way it's sung they they kind of do at the same time it's 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 fascinating like, I think that was one of the, the moments for me where I was like oh actually I'm capable of writing things like that and that's great you know um, other songs I'm going to go to the um, the Aligning Fires EP I'm going to say um the the song Aligning Fires, there's so much um, memory in that song. Um, I think like all the colors in your headspace, I think is one of the, um, one of the lyrics in, I think it's the second verse. Um, I think I see your silver lining. I think I see myself aligning to you. I think things like that, I just, I love playing around with things that sound really similar and then just jumping onto something else. Um, that was a that was a really fun thing that I wrote, I think, as well. Again, that's a moment when you think, oh, damn, you know, <laughs> <laughs> moment here kind of thing. Um, and then uh, the song uh, Foolish, I think in the chorus, I love the lyric, um, I may be foolish, but I ain't no fool kind of thing, because you can interpret that a different way. Like the word foolish um, can mean different things. Like you can be oblivious, um, you can be, um, I don't know, dumb, but you're not a fool in saying, I won't, I won't take, like you won't take me for a fool kind of thing. So I think like, I can say what I want about myself, but you know, like if, um, if someone said that about me, um, like maybe you need to kind of just like re reevaluate because I don't know, you don't know my, me as much as I know myself. It's so weird. I don't know what happens in my head. It's just like, I'm just going to interpret this as much as I can. Um, <laughs> um, I think maybe in uh, the song Wait a Minute as well, um, that was the quickest song I've ever written. Um, it took me 45 minutes to write that song in one sitting. Yeah, it was wild. Um, again, it was during lockdown, so I... I just was sitting in my room a lot just with the guitar and um that song is um is great it's like the idea behind that song is you're looking at yourself in the future but it's something that you don't want to see or it's a version of yourself that you don't want to become so you're trying all your best to kind of prevent that um it's it's really weird I think like the chorus goes wait a minute all I really wanted was you blood on my hands all these one night stands I can fake it if I wanted to kind of thing um yeah it, again there's just so many like rhymes and rhythms in that song I think it just again rolls off the tongue um and it's just kind of really fun to play because it's upbeat it's it's with attitude and it's great because uh, when it gets down to brass tacks that you're looking at a version of yourself that you don't want to see happen so you're doing all you can to prevent it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like that you have like a lot of fun with your lyrics. And then there's like that quote. I don't know who said it now, but it's like the worst kind of hell would be where you're forced to meet the person you could have been. Yeah. And like that, I feel like that song kind of echoes that in a way, like where you were. 100%. Yeah. Like, but it's like almost in reverse. Like you're like, oh my goodness, like this is the person I'm going to be if I don't change. But then it's like, 
well that's the future like can I change the future and yeah. I, I love that it's called like wait a minute and it took you 45 minutes to write like that <laughs> yeah I think that the title echoes like a very much a sudden realization of something. So wait a minute, hang, hang on, this isn't what I want kind of thing. That's where it comes from. Um, but then you're, you kind of talk about yourself um, as you are, but at the same time, you can echo that to someone else. So I think one of the, one of the verses is, um, I can't find my feet, ice queen, a quick look and I'll be on my way. So it's very much like I will take a peek of what I want to be or I will take a peek of what that person is standing in front of me, but then I'm just going to go, you know, because I don't like it. Um, <laughs> it's wild. Like you can have, I, I tend to write things with not just one subject in mind. Um, for example, the the title, um, The Aligning Fire Song, as it were, just has so many different kind of metaphors and different memories in that song. Um, I can't be confined to just one subject um, I just have to kind of write about 10 subjects in one song sometimes. And it's really nice as well because it just fuses into something that is beautiful. Um, and at the same time, you know. It's like you've created your own like Ben Simmons philosophy almost with your <laughs> like these poetic <laughs> elements. And like there's definitely like the layers. And it's like, it's almost like your music is like a way of life. Like it, it could be studied as a school of philosophy. I think it's, it's it great. really nice. Yeah, I'm glad that you see it that way as well, because I can talk for England about what I like to write and what comes into my head from time to time as well. Um, but I, I dabbled with, during the Light and Shade EP, I dabbled with um, writing a story as well. So it wasn't about me or anyone that I knew as a person. It was just a general story. So the song Wasted, is just a, a story that I made up um, about two people that kind of broke up over messages and um, wanted to get back together after a couple of drinks, you know? Um, you know, the, the, the lyrics in the, the chorus, um, I'm wasted on whiskey and wine, I've done you wrong. Um, I knew you'd be mine kind of thing. <clears throat> but yeah, I love, because that's got a very kind of, um, like I said, a bluesy kind of smoky, kind of vibes you'd like to listen to that song after a drink or two um so that's where it kind of comes from and things like that but maybe in the future that I'd, I'd write more stories to to kind of accommodate that I think like when I said earlier about writing to film or writing with that kind of cinematic aesthetic in mind I've never actually tried to think of a film that I love or have seen time and time again and maybe write a song about it or with that in mind and because I know loads of people in the past have done it and it's been really successful. Um, and yeah, so I don't know, we'll have to we'll have to see really. Yeah. If your previous and current success is anything to go by, I do feel like the next few years and even more so are just gonna I hope like exponentially just improve and just I mean, I think bigger things and like yeah, I mean yeah. you said that you've played the engine shed. I know tomorrow you're playing the botanist. I mean yeah. I feel like with your audience in Australia and America, do you think in a few years there could be a possibility of like a world tour or is that like <laughs> massive or like a yeah, little that's, that's massive. I think um, it's certainly something to look towards, like just a tour in general, I think. Um, I'm quite nervous when it comes to organising things like that. Like I, I need to find the right people, I think. Um, but when you've got the right team, obviously anything is possible. Um, so yeah, I'd say in the future, um, definitely it's on the cards. Um, you know, I'd love to kind of just continue, um, just writing what I feel 
um, and hopefully for them being relatable and stuff and then just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and just kind of accommodating that because um, I'd love to I'd love to have a band in the future like I'd love to you know do bigger stages um, and then maybe just have some songs where I just come back to me again I think there's so much versatility I think um, just in playing live as well and that's like a, it's a totally different ball game which is really fun as well, you know, because you get to experiment with a lot of things. Um, for example, the engine shed when I did it, it was just it was just fire, you know. Um, <laughs> all of, like these like these kind of different <clears throat> thoughts and like the feelings at the time, it was just right, you know. So um, yeah, absolutely. There's so many dreams that I aspire to kind of work towards, and I think um, this is a great perfect. This is like a great point um, of building an audience and just kind of seeing where it leads you, you know yeah it's really cool like and I mean briefly because I don't know if you can see that little timer on the screen no yeah. pressure yeah. <laughs> absolutely it's so annoying um, <laughs> but uh like how do you prepare for gigs and like is preparing for like the engine shed completely different to how you prepare for like the botanist it, it's so weird I don't really prepare because I don't like like I said, I'm a perfectionist, but I don't like putting the pressure on myself to kind of do well. Sounds really daft, but I I don't really practice in a sense that I kind of just, it sounds again, so cliche, but letting it happen, if that makes sense. Like I have my set list and I prepare um, all of the songs that I want to sing on that night as well. Um, but I just kind of feel instead of um, pressuring myself and then I go with it as well like adaptability is a really cool thing to do as well so if, um, if you feel that the energy is right then you can swap a song out for something else in the set list just on the fly kind of thing like loads of people have done that in the past and it's great um, so yeah I don't kind of necessarily prepare I just kind of um, look at it from kind of like an energy perspective I guess I think I'm probably what I'm trying to say is that I think winging it is probably <laughs> one of the things. But like in a professional sense, I think yeah, um, just kind of feeling it instead of stressing out about it. Yeah, I guess it goes back to like your performing arts like experience. Like it's just improvises like the best way because then it's like your complete like a most natural self. It's like well, how I would how would I react in this situation? And then you just go on stage and you're like, well, let's just find out. Yeah, and that's like, literally it. Yeah. That's it. You probably you put it so much better than I just did. Yeah, that's that's the thing um, with the kind of like performing arts background. I grew up on stage, really, so I don't really feel any nerves. Um, I think which is a, which is a massive help, you know, because if I did feel nerves, I think I would genuinely feel like I need to prepare and then stress and then pressure and then all of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think, like you said, going in in your as your most natural self is, is the best way for me anyway. Yeah, that's a lovely way to end this chat I'm sorry that it couldn't be longer <laughs> that's okay <laughs> yeah it's a nice, nice catch up and I hope that um is it tonight or it's tomorrow night that you're tomorrow night tomorrow night I'm at the botanist from eight yeah um tonight I'm actually in Derby um at Duderick Studios playing a couple of songs um that'll be broadcasted live on BBC Radio Derby as well so if you tune in from seven I believe um I'll be on there somewhere oh, brilliant I'll give that a listen well thank you very Amazing. much Ben My right, pleasure. I'll see you soon see you soon thank you Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed, please subscribe and follow my Instagram, evolve-music-blog for more.